0: And welcome to Law & Order S-Review here on Fanversation. That's right. We're the only video podcast covering Law & Order SVU. Probably the longest running SVU after show. The only SVU after show with the three of us. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) I am so excited. I'm Yael Teagle. I'm joined as always by Taylor Gates over here. Hello, Taylor. Hello. And Felicia Michelle.
1: Hello everybody. Hi guys. I love doing this every week. Sorry, I just had to say that. I love it here.
0: I love 10 out of 10 would recommend.
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at that. It's already already getting a review. Um, before we jump into season 22, episode 11, our words are not to be heard. Please um feel free to reach out to the Rain Hotline if you need it. That number is one 800 656 4673 one
2: 800 656 4673 Taylor,
0: what does 4673
2: spell? Hope. It spells hope. Oh, okay, oh. Felicia. <laughs> wow. I'm literally logging <laughs> off. It I'm is all right. Vicious...
1: I I'm I'm choosing chaos as this episode. Uh, do you want to fight, Felicia? Is that what we're doing? No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to be.
2: I'd watch I'm that. good. All right. We, um, we would never. We could never.
0: We would never. <laughs> never. It'd be so cute. Um, anyway, <laughs> if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Please be aware that our show is a little bit different from the other shows you might find on the internet. Um, sometimes SVU goes to a dark place, does a dark, vicious thing. This episode definitely did, and I can feel it. <laughs> I'm gonna say something inappropriate. So please consider this your content warning. Really, it's a it's like I try to say this so that when I say something inappropriate, I can't get in trouble, but I can.
1: But is it <laughs> but is it inappropriate or is it a difference of opinion? There are things that are inappropriate and they can be, but is it just a difference of opinion or is it just that like maybe my comedic prowess is just higher than yours? Let's stop apologizing for being opinionated women. And but if you're sorry we hurt your feelings we're sorry that you feel that way.
2: Ooh.
0: Ooh. Damn. <laughs> this um,
1: is a TV show. Yeah, this is a TV show. I'm just saying um,
0: yeah. look, if you're in a situation where you are not ready to laugh at the things we're going to laugh yeah. at, this show isn't for you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Cuz yeah. we're going to laugh. There are some comedy beats in this one for sure. Um, So this is season 22, episode 11. Our words are not to be heard. The quick cap is a high profile activist suspects her sister has been kidnapped by a hate group. Garland and Benson push for change with NYPD brass. Kat gets some good news. So we're going to start with some personal stuff. Let's get that Mm -hmm. out of the way. Um, Kat is promoted to detective. Yay! We're so proud of her. Do you remember when we met her and yes. we said, I want her to join the team? And then yes. she did, and I'm so happy, and she's making her way up, and in 20 years, she could be captain. Wait, I'd watch that. Wait, no, in 20, 20 years and at something? least two abductions. Mm-hmm. At uh, least. That's a good point. A good point. Be abducted at least um, two times. I would watch that. Would yeah. That. Um, also, we get, to, we get a look at Phoebe's ring. Why was Phoebe there? Look, for I the don't vibes. mind. i love, I love Jennifer Esposito. I don't mind. Just I thought she'd have something to do with the case and she didn't. I agree, but whatever. We're not mad. Um yeah, we have Zach in the chat saying, Yay for cats promotion. Absolutely. Um oh oh we have a Jennifer in the chat who cannot stand oh that. Fighting words. I'm bringing that's it on screen. Is not a fan of Kat Tamine. How dare you? To, to quote, seem-
2: to, to quote Holly from Dance Moms, "You're entitled to your own wrong opinion. That's fine." <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm playing. You can absolutely have any opinion you want, but I love Kat.
1: <laughs> she does <laughs> jump a lot. She jumps the gun a lot. And if the person who likes someone like sure. that, you that's going to be your favorite character because that's literally probably like scripture when she did the lines, they were like, Hey, just jump the gun on everything and just like be and as intrusive as possible. Okay. And <clears throat> the, if you don't like that, I don't like her. But she's so young and just cute, Ruper I like when she goes out, you know, stuff on. She's like, see y'all, oh, we have a, a case, I'll turn it back around. I like her. Congratulations <laughs> to her.
0: Um, no, Felicia makes good no, Felicia makes really good points. Um, uh, <laughs> and definitely explains uh reasons that you might not like her. <laughs> so you know we welcome all opinions here, even wrong ones. So, <laughs> um, so also, mean. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're again. You are very. You're not sorry, yell. Yeah,
1: it's okay. <laughs> what were you about to say?
0: <laughs> Moving on. Um, all right. So, Carisi, last episode we had a like a little hint that he's with somebody and now we have met her. We will talk more about her in a second, but I want to give a little shout out to the actress who plays Nicole, Suzette Gunn, who you may recognize from another episode with Phoebe brothel. Um, She played Felicia, who if I remember that episode correctly was the other fee name that was there to mislead us, to make us think that Phoebe was the bad guy. But it was actually her. Yes, she did. oh, that, I
2: didn't
1: even recognize her. Wow, great job!
2: She did look familiar to me, though, so that's probably why. Because like, I feel like and I just assumed I saw her from like another show. But that would check out. Would check
0: out. Yeah. So big, uh, big shout out to her. I really like this um, character that she is playing. Let's discuss this relationship because, um, first of all, we all know that she is a beard because Carisse is with Barba. Like, let's just throw that out there. From the top. No one agrees with me. That's fine. Uh, I
2: agree with you. <laughs> no, I'm just keeping it on the DL because I don't want the haters, but
0: I do agree. <laughs> um, I know that we, I know that some of us on this panel did not see the chemistry between Nicole and Carisi. Um, I also think that she, um, I really like this character and I would really have liked to have her introduced before this episode. Especially if, yeah. she, if she is this activist who is doing this thing that is trying to put pressure on the police. It would have been nice to have them, like, be like, we know who you are. You know what I mean? Like, have her on their radar.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the opposites do attract. But I just don't see how that would have, like, happened even. I just don't see, like, them working together. Like, I could see them being friends. Like, I really do see them like, going out for, you know, drinks or something as Buds. But like in terms of like being in a relationship, I just don't see it personally. I, they just seem like they're they're literally in two different worlds to me. I don't know.
0: I mean, Carisi That's probably me. won her over with his friendship.
2: I guess, but she listen. This is going to sound so new now. No shade. I love Carisi. She's too cool for him. Like, that's just the truth of the matter. And I'm sorry, I love Chrissy in different ways. I wouldn't see like I see Nicole going to like crazy concerts and like skydiving, and I don't see Kerisi doing that. You know what I mean? I just don't see it.
0: Felicia,
1: I can I can definitely see it. I don't I like there's just pockets of how he acts. Like you think about it, right? Look at her, she is A woman who is determined, extremely intelligent, very powerful, commands power, commands respect, not just for herself, but for other people. She's an advocate. Um, And that kind of woman has probably has a lot on her plate. And we've seen him with Rollins. How often does he come in and swoop in and take something off your plate? You're definitely going to fall for a guy like that. He might not be the most suave in the room. But, you know, some people's uh, love language is acts of service. I could see where he could be supportive. And he did this really great thing that I loved and I wanted to point out too and um if everyone should do this all men should do this whenever she got upset he didn't he didn't say calm down he never told her to calm down and a lot of times when like women are super powerful or really outspoken it already starts off with a ting and you're, you're kind of like uh like not really listening to what this person says and you look at them as abrasive or super aggressive and he didn't do any of that he just treated her in her humanity not like okay well i don't want to listen to you because you're already coming off strong and i'm not going to bother with you you know what i mean like I, i'm not or i'm going to tell you to calm down like he didn't he didn't do any of that and i thought that was really cool so i could see them being together i mean she might make him cooler and honestly usually the girl is like in, in like in like the norm or whatever or the norm, whatever it is and usually in couples where there's one male and one female the woman is usually better looking and
2: weight and cooler but That's like honestly, seriously, okay. it's usually the truth. So, you've convinced me more. Those are actually very good points. With like the love language and like her being really busy and him being kind of a caretaker and like giving her space to like live her life. Okay, you know what? I'm not like completely on board, but like I took some steps with your with your explanation. Like you've convinced me a little. <laughs>
0: Um, I love it. Uh, Jennifer in the chat says, "I think we weren't given the chance to see any chemistry because of the content mm-hmm. of the storyline." I think that's fair. Yeah. I think just at the end, the the only time when she was upset and he was holding her, um, that was when I was like, "No, I don't see it." <laughs> um, but Alice Jones does agree with Jennifer, so um, that's a good point. I can't with The the, the
1: in that moment at the end, I was like.
2: That's all we right.
1: maybe have for him. But again, when some people are really like people like her, like people like her character, compartmentalize their emotions a lot. So mm-hmm. maybe she wasn't gonna be all as like as vulnerable. Even when in the mm-hmm. moment her sister's like comes back and you're like, oh, everything is good now. She still was like, nah, I'm still, I'm still got a bone to pick. You're still gonna mm-hmm. do the right thing by these girls. Like, I still feel the same way about this issue, even though this happened to my sister and now she's back. I still feel as um passionately about it right i'm here for her i love
0: her character I oh i love her character i love her character her character should stay i want yeah. more of her i wanted that we should have met her earlier and First, to know i her. agree 100 percent. yeah agree i think but you ain't, she should don't be don't with someone else. <laughs> i just think she should be with someone else and he we all know who he's with so uh Moving on. Uh, So Rollins is out with family stuff. We have a deleted scene that we'll show you at the end, in case you missed it, um, about Rollins' family stuff. Uh, Also, I got to talk a little bit about Finn's gossip-ness, because this came out of, like, nowhere. We talked about it before, where he was gossiping with um, Stabler. So now he's like, hey, Benson, have you told Stabler about Tucker? Because I told him that you were involved with someone girl shut your mouth why are you gossiping yeah
2: Sorry. and I get why it's relevant but also I mean I know it wasn't that long ago and like Elliot did know Tucker and like they had beef but I just feel like we're so far removed from that at this point to be completely honest like Elliot's wife has died like so much has happened between men. I'm like, it feels like, I mean, maybe it will become relevant, but it feels like a little bit of a weird thing to like kind of keep bringing up. I don't know. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, is, listen, we got other stuff that's a little more important than this, I feel like.
0: I want to see that showdown. Like I really want to see her tell him and I do want to see Stabler's reaction because Tucker had it out for the team. If you watch any mm-hmm. of the old episodes before they started dating, Tucker was the worst. So I would love to see stabler's reaction i don't need finn trying to stir up drama he really is stirring the pot
2: and i kind of
0: different side of him you know (laughs) it's so out of place i love it and i hate it felicia what do you think i think
1: it's weird it's just not in his character so much of who Fin Tutuola is, is not my business, not my problem. So right. it's just so weird that, like, you're just over here being a bone collector, dragging old bones and being a messenger of the past and talking about something that doesn't happen. She hasn't been this with this man in years. She has a whole son that she's got, like, you, why? Why are you a messenger of the past? Like, let's just move forward. And she was honest. She was like, I don't think he cares. I want this to not be just like a, something stupid that was just put in. I want to believe that this is going to lead into something ultimately bigger, maybe another opportunity for another crossover uh, between the two shows, between um, SVU and Organized Crime. I, w- I wanna believe that that's what it's for, because if it's not, this is, that was a waste of time. <laughs> like,
0: we didn't yeah. need that. Yeah, I, I think it was weird. Um, and I think that that her being like, he has other things, to, like his wife died, there's other stuff going on that's more important. Uh, I kind of feel like Finn of all people would have been like, yeah.
2: Yeah, like what? Yeah, it feels like almost it should be like the roles reversed. Like, oh, should I tell him about this? And Finn's like, no. <laughs> I kind of feel literally like
0: literally fighting the mafia or whatever. Like, it almost feels like um, like Cat should say like Cat. This is the kind of thing Cat would do, but she obviously doesn't know any of it, which is hilarious. Yeah. But I feel like that's the character that would be like. Hey, I know this is drama, but what if I brought this up right
1: now? <laughs> this has to be for a reason. I'm gonna put it, put it right here. Put it on paper with this Sunday, April eight, 18th, eighteenth, four o'clock central time, Ryan. But that that is going to come back around, and it's it, that that's gonna that's gonna come back around at some point. It has to. It has to, it'll be, mm-hmm. and it'll be a, with a crossover because they are really trying to get us to watch Organized Crime like really, really bad. And I felt like part of some of this this episode was just a small advertisement uh, for us to go and try to watch organized crime to see if it made a, to make a connection to SBU. Like y'all are really luring us over there. You're trying, trying really hard.
0: To Quite answer obvious. that question, for those who did not watch <laughs> this week's organized crime, there's no reason to. Um, at the end of this episode, we find out um, from uh, Garland, let's talk about the stabler of it all. Um, Garland tells Benson to keep her distance and they can't afford to lose her um, and to not get involved because it looks like Stabler's off, uh, off the rails. That's it. That's the crossover of this week. <laughs> Moving on. Um, let's talk about uh, the Javon Brown case because that's still an issue in the storyline. Um, we find out, we do go and we get the return of um, IAB captain Renee Curry. Shout out to uh, Amy Donna Kelly amazing so glad she's back i loved yes. when we met her i love her being back um we find out that benson is cleared that the systemic change that everyone wants is not happening shock i live in the real world not a surprise yeah um i love when finn says um that he knew it wasn't going to happen specifically when garland said a true it's a time for a true inflection point no it's not happening Um, And then we have Benson go in for the deposition, and off the record, she wants the same thing as Javon. And in the end, he demands bias training, funding allocation, and it's almost as if someone on the inside told him what to ask for. Here's how I feel about this. I like that this show is trying to give us what it has always done, right, with – bless you –
1: Thank you. I'm Benson, this episode, this part.
0: Ooh, I believe it. Benson has always been the SVU detective that we need in the world. And Finn, if you've watched any reruns on ION, there are behind the scenes interviews where Ice-T explains that when he was cast, Dick Wolf said to him, allegedly, that um, Finn is the cop that we need not necessarily what we have from the police. So Benson and Finn have both been aspirational Mm
2: -hmm.
0: in in the the grand scheme of propaganda. So I like that we continue to be aspirational um, and that, you know, the way we end is with someone saying, these are the changes we need to make. Unfortunately, we live in the real world and those changes aren't coming, at least not yet. Um, any thoughts on Javon Brown's situation? Nope, should we move on? No, no I, I, we I can. Agree.
1: No, we have to move on.
0: Go ahead, Tara,
1: sorry.
2: Yeah, I just, I think it's good that they're digging in and covering it, because it's an important thing to cover. I think it's, I don't think there's a perfect way to handle it on TV, especially in a show that has this many Complication, because like you said, it's cop again. At the end of the day, like this show is not portraying reality, and like that's the truth. And it probably has. I mean, I feel like I can sort of watch it with a distance and like understand it's not real. But I feel like a lot of people who you know aren't you know on Twitter every day, reading all the stuff and seeing all the horrible things that are going on. It probably could kind of cloud what you think, and it, I'm sure it's clouded me too, like without me realizing it in a way. So I don't think there's a perfect way to handle it. and I appreciate that they're trying. I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, I guess. And I don't think anyone really does. So I appreciate the sentiment. I think it's just really hard when your show is not, that's not the first focus of your show to sort of have it be in the background because it ultimately is always going to sort of be in the background because we're dealing with sex friends first and foremost. So I don't know, I'm I'm appreciating that they are doing it. I don't know if they're doing it perfectly. And I also don't think that's my place to say by any means. Um, I don't know. I'm glad I like the effort at least. That's
1: interesting. You said that tell you, like the sentiment of it all. It's like it's like when someone says thoughts and prayers. Like thoughts and prayers is mm-hmm. beautiful, but it's not really like active in it. And I feel as if the show has taken a clear stance on what their opinions are some of the, on some of these things. And as show writers, um, and I wonder what that relationship is like with with NBC and them, you know, mm. covering the things that they, they talk about or, you know, writing things talk about. Obviously, this is a fictional show. And because it's a fictional show, we have to look at it through that lens. But in S- and Law and Order SVU has always combined our real world with their world, and that's how it's been. But I think in this particular issue, we need to do a little, little more. Like, it's not just like, oh, it's a pandemic and nobody's in Times Square. It's like, okay, well, we, we know that. But like, we just need to do a little bit more when it comes to like this particular topic right now. So it's like, yeah, definitely don't act like it doesn't exist because that would be a problem. Uh, but maybe let's put in our show. Here's some information to go find out about these things. But here's information to find about I'll, about real life cases that this kind of situation is based on, and how you can can help. Um, here's like here whatever these resources are, because uh, it's entertainment for sure, but it's very very real, and um, and a lot of people watch that channel. They watch this is a prime time show. And everyone has the same experiences or access to information that we all have or the community of people who are diverse and can provide different information. So someone might watch that show. And like Taylor said, she knows that it's a television show, but they might believe that to be true and they're doing it in a really idealistic way. Like you said, uh, Benson and Finn are really like the idealistic version of police, you know, that we will want even there are two different versions, but they're, they're ideal and we don't live in an ideal world. So it's like, yeah, cover it. Yeah. Let's, do it through that lens but let's be responsible because some people really will take this show and be like oh yeah that's exactly what's happening or just um, probably not watch it because it's pissing them off because they're mad at the topic because i think i know someone last week was like tired of kind of like all of that i thought about that person too i couldn't remember their name i was like but they said they were tired of this topic of racism on the show
0: well uh jennifer in the chat says i think the show can't cover the issues in an authentic way because it needs The detectives to look good. And I think that that's a really great point. Um, And I, I think that that's um, a really interesting thing to say, because it's true. They do our team, as we've seen in any time somebody is accused of something, it's someone adjacent to the team. It's never our team. And when it is our team, they're always completely innocent. Like, for example, Stone was accused of something uh, when he was there, and it was obviously Great not going to be Stone. It was so, it was his friend. Um, yep. We had the episode where the where all the cops opened fire um, on the unarmed black man, and it was all of the cops that were not our team, and nobody from our team. So like they very intentionally go, our people are are the best, and are good, and are innocent, and and it can be other cops, but it can't be us. Um and I think it's it's complicated too because like we don't
2: want Olivia to be the villain, but like she has blind spots, which is true. But now in this case, it's like, oh, she gave him all the answers, and it's like we don't want like she shouldn't be the hero in this situation either, because she's not the hero in this situation. So it's a really complicated line to walk, I think, especially when you're putting such like the face of the show, like the beloved character of the show. How do you straddle that line, you know? I don't know. It's, like I said, it's, it's also not for me to say. I, I want to just make that very clear. <laughs> like, I can have an opinion, but at the end of the day, like, I'm not the one who you should be listening to on this, like, the most.
0: I think, I mean, I think our opinions on the show are valid. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, especially when it, like, involves things in in the real world. Hey, but I, I will say, though, I mean, was it, it, it was great to see, as I'm, Take myself out of the real world and, and put myself back in the dick wolf universe. It was great to see that Olivia was like upset about the fact that nothing was gonna be done.
0: Like she
2: mm-hmm.
1: was I'm like, girl, they just told you what was gonna happen to you. You were worried like like two scenes ago. You're like you were you were worried about this just a just a bit ago. And they were like, Oh yeah, nothing's uh gonna happen. I thought it was really interesting too that they brought that back and brought that character back in um as you know, the current case of, of this young lady being. Uh, kidnapped and auctioned um online you know came up just the backdrop of that and those those connections there so i i i like i like that part i'd rather be i'd rather something not be ignored even if you don't do it perfect at least you didn't ignore it yeah. so that's probably going to be an ongoing complaint we're going to have about the show as it tackles like these particular issues right now so mm-hmm. i probably won't say anything else about it i just say they could just maybe like real life, real world education a little better but They ain't nobody's mama. It's your job to educate yourself. All this literature out here, Google it, man. Google it.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about the episode's main story. Um, So we meet Alicia and Sarah. I have to, have to give shout outs here. Um, Jesse Yates, beautiful singing. Incredible. Um, And Sarah, played by Victoria Janicki. um, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, I really... Like this, this beginning, this like they're singing and having a good time, and this family seems nice. It reminds me of um, older episodes where people get kidnapped, but because there's a kid in the car, they think like, oh, it's a family, so it's safe, um, and so using the kid was really smart. <laughs> I like a smart. I role.
2: trusted them. Like I know, don't get into a car with a stranger. But I was like, they seem so pleasant. Like yeah, I, they, they, have a they have a wheelchair, man. I know. I was like, oh, how kind of them. But like, Taylor, come on. You've watched enough of the show. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid.
0: Call an over. Honestly, I thought what was going to happen was they were the distraction. So when they took the group photo and Sarah mm. was taking the photo, I thought that was the moment that she would get taken. Um, because like, that's a, you know, it's a good distraction. And then we'd have to, anyway, but that was not what happened. They get in the car with them um then that car ride turns into a kidnapping then sexual assault the
1: everything oh my god
0: i will say um vicious uh a vicious attack Mm. viciously villainous yeah
2: oh these care. oh the villains in this one were some of the worst
1: honestly the hate crimes that we've seen um, on top of the sex crimes we've seen er, this season are just like, but they're not instances that haven't hap- happened to, you know, like, real-life people. So it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it that, that was very disturbing. Cause, and sometimes, like, you know, when you're watching, like, this episode, I was watching them and, like, they're starting to tape them, and I'm like, when are you going to, part of me was like, when are you going to turn this off? When are you going to move to the next scene? Because I need you to, to just move on, mm-hmm. because this is a setting, like, to know that what's about, like, the anticipation of what they're about to do, what worse things could they do, like, and they I couldn't, I was appreciative of how much, how actors went as far as they could but that scene, that was, that was really hard to watch, and I, yeah,
2: shout out to them, because are to perform, in
1: really really dark
2: Absolutely, yeah. especially the scenes that they were, like, streaming, I thought about that too, I was like, I cannot even imagine, like of course, it's make believe, but like to get yourself mentally in that place, I'm sure it's like not easy. So, shout out to the especially the actor that played Sarah because wow,
0: Victoria Janicki, yeah, she was amazing. Um, yeah. So then. You know, Nicole comes into the squad room looking for Sarah. Uh, I think it was very interesting that we got to Sarah's place and found out that she has a girlfriend that her sister didn't know about. I think that's really interesting. I want to understand a little bit more about why she didn't tell her about her girlfriend.
1: Like, Mm -hmm. that seemed,
0: it seemed odd.
1: That seemed perfectly fine to me. I thought it made sense.
0: Because she was in a wheelchair?
1: Because they, like, a, a a theme I saw in this episode was that there were untraditional couples, right? So not only is there a race difference between mm-hmm. Sarah and, um, help me, me, help me. Alicia, thank you. And it rhymes with my name. Why didn't remember that. Sarah <laughs> and Alicia. But there's an ability. Like, they're, they're, uh, they don't really show, like, um, uh, couples that I don't know what the right term is like between like people who have disabilities and people or partners don't have disabilities uh, or don't have a physical disability they don't really ever show that in mainstream media like ever in fact when she when they were like kind of sweet talking to each other mm-hmm. I didn't I before that when she was just recording her I thought she was just a friend or someone Like I did not even think that and I didn't even sub- subconsciously how like biased I was to not even consider, consider that. And then on that they're a same sex couple. So you got like three mm-hmm. different things there. And, you know, I just, I, yeah, it might be difficult to try to explain that to your your family or to like, how do you like, you know, it might be difficult. We all know like her first sister, she knew she was gay, but I remember the roommate kind of, or the Alicia, somebody was kind of shocked by the fact that her sister did know she was gay. Mm-hmm. So she just didn't know about the girlfriend, but she did know right. she was gay. But they'd you know? been together so,
0: for like a year, she said.
1: Yeah, and she but she was supposed to meet her that, that same night. That night. Yeah. So like, yeah. I,
0: I don't know. Do you introduce
1: people to your family fast? I don't. No one's met my family in years. No. <laughs> <A> <laughs> when year. we're engaged, you'll meet yeah, them. But, well yeah, we'll probably be engaged by that. And then you can meet them.
0: You we wouldn't be her. Her so We're it up. I, I've had this conversation with other people and I want to know where we stand on this. You aren't going to introduce someone you're dating for a long time to your family until you get engaged?
1: No, not until I get engaged. Until I know if I actually want to marry that person. If I want to actually marry them, then I will introduce them. But if I'm not really sure, then you don't need to be coming yeah, to the
0: door. You don't really know after a year? You're not really sure? Well, a no, it a that, long then you probably, time.
1: Well, after after that, then you'll probably you'll probably know you'll probably know after a year, or you might oh. or you might subconsciously just stay. People have issues. yell. Yeah, you never know what's going on.
0: I'm just but, saying. I feel like by six months, you know if you're gonna kill this person or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, you know you're gonna get married, but you definitely know that like you're staying well, together. Well, if I'm not gonna
1: get married, then I'm not dating. Then I'll oh at six months, then I'll tell my mom about
2: you on the phone.
0: You your mom doesn't know for six months that you've been seeing somebody. Okay. This
2: is- I tell my mom what I eat for breakfast every day. <laughs> I just right. couldn't keep that a no, secret,
0: I don't think.
1: It's just for for some people, like like I know there for some people or for, for this person. I, maybe maybe smells will identify. For this person, my family is really, really important to me. And my family are like is like good-hearted people. And they will get attached to somebody mm. and they will like be there for them. Like there are people who your exes of siblings, and we're still cool. And like, I don't, but I, I don't want you around. You're my ex, you don't exist. So if I don't bring anybody around, I don't have to try to make do the, the normalizer for men in black and make my mm. parents forget about them. So I just don't bring them around.
0: I see that's fair,
1: okay?
0: That makes sense. I respect that.
2: <laughs> that's that. This, also? Is just, this is just
0: relationship therapy, like, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is our, just our show, went different. a little whatever all right let's go you are watching dr phil too like congrats <laughs> you get a little freebie in there i mean look okay, we like guys. to tell you about our families i like that we're all close with our families yeah like Crazy. real close
1: well close enough to like where i probably would not i probably would let my sister know if i was bringing my significant other because it seemed like nicole didn't really know nice. that she was coming like like oh, we know yeah. she's coming, but like you didn't know. So you, you was gonna have them just like come through and you were just gonna be like, hey, here's my girlfriend. Just
2: That's what I'd be like I did not set a plate out. Like I right. to know these, the pizza's not big enough for all of us. Like I'm not cooking, I'm ordering pizza.
0: So I, get, I need to know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um so the EMT's have her phone. Uh we find her, she's fine. Um Let's talk about the the vil- the villains the bad guys. Our crew thirty two, 23 three two. I don't know what my notes. Two. Well, I flipped those numbers. Um, Twenty three two. Uh, here's they're the white boys. I was like, we're not. We, is proud boys too close? Like <laughs> we're going. We we're used like, them last week, so we had to. We switch it change. up. I just couldn't. I just didn't understand. Okay, that just seems like. Like a, I mean, listen.
1: How listen? There's a whole storyline to come up with. Us sitting here and taking 30 minutes to figure out what's a good group, what's a good name for a fake white supremacist group. I want to give them the pass on that one. Like, okay, I give you the pass. on fair. that. Like
2: you got it. All right.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. So then we meet. I got we um Gary Packer who is undercover. I love this. I need to give a shout out to this actor. Um. That is Hunter. Um. Hunter Emery, he's from Orange is the New Black, um, where yes. he <laughs> You're welcome. Thank I, you. As soon as I saw him, I was like, of course, he's the guy.
2: <laughs> I just want to say, Dana Lewis walked so he could run. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me the same vibes uh, as Raw.
0: I'm so um, glad.
1: Yeah. Even though so, he kind of seemed like he's trying to hold some information back, I was like, Here's
0: mm. yeah, but here's this was my favorite part was when he was explaining how he knew about this family. Yes. When he was like, "Look, I didn't sleep with her." And Garland goes, "Okay." <laughs> like, "Girl, nobody cares." Finn literally just was like, "We get it. Just tell us the info." And he was like, "But I did it." Girl, no one cares. No, no one cares. We relevant. get it. We slept with when there's Moving a on.
1: live countdown fee to someone being auctioned off. Like a person being auctioned off to someone who hates them.
0: <laughs> also, look, it's not like he's a Morrow and knocked her up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, True. I thought they were going to put in a bid and be like, let her go. Why didn't
2: someone say, I auctioned this amount of money. I want you to let her go. Because I don't think they would. I know but I, I would have tried it the, the hate like,
1: is the motivation not not the dollar he was an IT he was like IT I did enjoy that yeah.
2: though.
1: I thought that was so because there is a stereotype of uh what somebody who is racist looks like and what they do it's like oh you mm-hmm. always look at think of somebody um, and forgive me if you feel like this is you but it's not you um someone who is of low a uh, socioeconomic level, a, a white a white person who's low socioeconomic level, low education, and mm-hmm. just a history of just not being an achiever, like just a loser. Like only a loser, only someone who is not succeeding in life is a mm-hmm. racist. Only someone who is impoverished is racist. Only someone who's like that. And it's just like, no, there are people who in really high places with with who are who have a I guess a societal a, a like, view of success, like have money, have their jobs, have to do all that stuff, that are the racist. Like you don't have to be poor just to be racist. You shouldn't be poor. You shouldn't be racist if you are poor, low key. But if,
0: no, I totally get what you mean. A way
1: to be racist.
0: I think that was a really um, a really great point that they brought up that he was educated that he had this uh, these ideas of grandeur that he thought that he could you know do more. I really did like that um, because one of the things that we've seen through our last five years um, is you know that that there is a demographic in the U.S. that feels unseen and they are not the the um, lowest class they are the the middle class the working class that that is not being feeling like they're being seen and and therefore are leaning this way not everyone Mm -hmm. obviously I'm just talking about there that's what we've seen and so to see it in the show it does make sense Um, and I did I did like that. Um, so we meet Molly. I had questions again. My legal degree is, is 22 seasons of SVU. So I had legal questions about what was going on with Molly's arrest in that Miranda didn't apply. Um yeah, what? That, that Benson says, you know, that police state you're afraid of, you're in it. Um, that she, um, that she. It was, was being a lot of things held. going on. Yeah. And I, I felt like. There was something was missing, and what was missing was someone going. Here's why. So, like, yeah. being like, Miranda doesn't apply because I've never heard of that. Right, me neither. Um, I definitely understood when they when they were going house to house and couldn't um and like didn't need a warrant because of right circumstances. I understand that. Me too. But Molly's um thing was confusing. Right, also like, yeah when can you use that can't you just lie and be like oh well we have a countdown
2: for that like everything's a countdown kind right. of yeah i thought that was
0: really bizarre I, I kind of want to understand more because i i'm assuming there is like okay yes tell I'll us look it up okay. <laughs> okay so it says
1: that there are exceptions to this so the except there's it says five ex- exceptions there is an exception yeah. to this, and one of those exceptions is the, the situation involves an emergency hostage situation or negotiation. So it's one of the exceptions. It's an emergency. So he said it was an emergency. So I thought to myself, oh well, I'm just gonna assume from that that that's what that, that is. But as far as social studies taught me, is that they have to always uh read your Miranda rights. They have to. Right. Yeah. Or everything is, and we've seen so many instances on. I'm like, any and name any cop show with cops where somebody forgot to read someone mm-hmm. the Miranda rights and everything was lost in the sauce. Right. Done, they had to start over. You know, so it's so interesting that, you know, television shows like Order like stress that. And then here we randomly have this one moment where it doesn't happen. And then you're kind of not really telling us what that is. Kind of like we have a restorative justice mm-hmm. where it was like, here it is. Mm-hmm. But hey, you can Google it. I just
0: did it. I, I appreciate <laughs> that. I meant to. I ran out of time. Um, it's all good. No, no. You, I mean, like, you, you, you as in the viewer can Google No, it. no, for sure. Can no, you, she means you specifically. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, know I meant it. to. Could you tell us what that is called?
1: It's on legal match. It just says, it just exemptions to the Miranda rule. So you just, there's oh, okay. five, it says there's five Exemption. different, yeah, exemptions. So I just is found you? the one what, that was yeah, for our situation.
0: Can you tell us what the others are?
1: Let's yeah. Let's see. I'll
0: Sorry, I should have done my work, but I found this other stuff. That the suspect is being
1: asked questions that are standard booking procedures. The situation involves an emergency hostage situation or negotiation. The person person is unaware that they're speaking with a police officer. The police questions are necessary for preserving public safety or the person voluntarily agreed to meet and speak with the police and the conversation is being taped in secret. Okay. Oh. So that's on legal. It's on. I got that on legalmatch.com if you thank You want to go and look that up. Yeah, that's. Hopefully, none of us yeah. need to use those exemptions at any point, but or we're yeah, not even going
2: to be right. rights.
1: Right. I'm um,
2: surprised that we haven't gotten like cases where someone has used that and then them like having to go to court and being like, "Well, I think that I didn't because right. of that." You know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised we haven't done that
0: yet. Um. So the other thing that they bring up is that if um. If Molly's husband kills Sarah, she is, it's a federal hate crime and she's she will have the death penalty and then her son will be lost into the system. And here's here's where I would have really like changed my wording a little if I were the cops. Is that you just pointed out that she used her son to lure away Sarah and the only person that Molly seems to care about is her son. Her son was used to lure. He is a co-conspirator. Her son is going to jail. Threaten to put her son in jail. That would have gotten her speaking so much faster. That'd be crazy.
2: Yell cold, J.D. Thank you. (laughs) That would have
0: been cold. I just can't believe she didn't do it. I was
2: like, yeah, they throwing everything else in the book at her. So. You
0: threatened that you're going to put him in the foster care system and that he's going to be raised by immigrants. I understand that that was a fear of hers, but you know, what's not scarier? the kid raised
1: by a white supremacist, not named after a white supremacist hero for it.
0: Yeah, right? Now that um, got me
1: thinking about Forrest Gump. And I was like,
0: same. Mm, <laughs> um, so uh anyway molly calls her brother blah 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 who has a pager who has a pager these days um so the way that
2: we saw oh, him answer wow. it on the live
0: what um if you've ever watched my live streams i answer the phone all the time yeah but this is a bit of a different live stream you know? and they're doing something a little
2: different than playing whatever it is you play a game
0: <laughs> not the point i answer the phone on a live all the time um so then, okay, Benson, this is the part that, like, really upsets me. The woman who was upset that there will not be systematic change, the woman who does who was upset that bad apples are not being tossed out cancels the ambulance? What?
1: She said, die.
2: She literally she said, tell us or
0: bleed out. Like,
2: the part of me that, like, that, like, knows that that's wrong and, like, doesn't fit with this episode was, like, that was insane and, like, terrible. The part of me that is watching this as pure entertainment was, like, savage. You know what I mean? Like, it's not good. No one should do that. But I was, like, whoa. That was dramatic.
1: In that moment, I was more shocked at her, like, I was more shocked that she did that, not that she didn't have any care for him. Like, Like, I, like, she, you, you kidnapped this girl, like you assaulted her. You, I can't even imagine what we did not see that could would happen in right. that type of scenario, right? You did all these things, and now you're just still like adamantly. So, I was like, Oh, so this is the hill you want to die on, literally? Okay, don't talk. I mean, I, I, I what was that stake? I'm like, I don't feel any empathy for you, but I was just kind of like, and she did it in front of Garland, like Garland was right there, his little right. passed to the side. It was cute, he was like, he kind of was like. She shouldn't do that, but F this guy. Like,
0: like, look, in terms of TV, it's great. In terms yeah. of the the storyline, <laughs> the storyline um, was that she was like, cops are are not being held accountable for doing things they shouldn't. And then what does she do? What she shouldn't um right I think it's so, a little
1: I think it's a little different though right so Law and Order they've always pushed the envelope and kind of pushed things and they kind of maybe didn't do all, especially when they're in their younger youth poor Um, I mean, he probably he would he was never going to grow hair like honestly because they dressed him out so much but <laughs> uh but so I kind of saw that a little bit but mm-hmm. really it's just a difference because the episode we're fighting against systemic racism in policing was like the, mm. the even more focus of that. Um right. so it was like right now you are on the side of what we're trying to combat in the world and in general, I guess in mm. this is an episode. And so you can bleed out or you can tell us where this young woman is so we can try to rescue her. That was funny. Sure. I'm not funny, but it
2: was like, oh no I but like, I swear, yeah. Every yeah. time Felicia talks, I'm just like, wow! Like I never thought of it like that. I'm not even kidding. Like every time you speak, I just feel so much smarter, but also dumber. Like because my brain doesn't think of that. But I'm just like,
0: yeah, you're so right. I I almost thought that what she was gonna say was like, it almost felt like she was like, I gotta get it in before we change the rules. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can do this because we haven't changed the rules yet, and I can still do this um it's interesting sarah in the chat says she actually pressed the button and Sam, the cancel message was it a fake mm-hmm. out i rewatched trying to determine mm-hmm. it seemed pretty real but hard to uh, agree hard to believe honestly i also rewound and rewatched um you hear the sound of the button so like garlic just saying beep right next to her <laughs> i mean you hear the sound of the button which is what made me think that she actually canceled it which is weird i would have liked something of like her showing that she changed the channel something on the walk you know what i mean like something to show us that she was not going to let this man bleed out
1: well we also didn't hear them say like any response back like they didn't no one fair. copied or like you know okay that they were like you know so the last thing that we was copied or that they were on their way with this bus so i'm gonna believe that she just told him that which I'm like I would have probably done that too I'm like you about to die oh, sure.
0: no it. I would have told him that for sure <laughs> yeah. um anyway um any other thoughts on this episode specific? I want to get a
1: pager I want to get a pager now like, a <laughs> one, like back in the gap like in the nineties like, when it was like a cute little pager and it would go on your cl- all the 90s stuff is coming back yo like it's coming back and
0: like yeah, but what do you I need mean a me? pager for
1: to go on my hip. It's gonna be cute. I like that. Don't An even...
2: accessory.
1: And like every yeah, like just on my hip. You don't. You never know when I might need that to be rescued by that page. I, like it might. And it's, I want a pink phone. one. It could break. I want a pink one that's like kind of clearish with a sure, clip no, on it. So I if you exactly guys find
0: you that,
2: send me the link to it because I want it.
0: Thank All right, you. Let's, <laughs> let's I wanted to
2: talk about how the ending. I'm so like. I thought this was going to end in like. A shootout or like something crazy and it kind of just like ended which I thought was a little yeah I was like not expecting that like I'm glad that she was like safe and you know could run away but I was shocked that there was not more like pushback I don't know I thought it was gonna end way more dramatically
1: but I thought he was gonna push her off of something when he was on the video when he said I'm gonna let her go I was like, oh my God, mm. he went up someplace high and he's going to push her mm. off. Because in a warehouse, you know, there's like, the, there's like the shelving mm-hmm. and stuff like He's going to push her off and that's how she's going to oh. die and he's going to like oh. make a run for her. I was, I mean, pleasantly surprised when he actually let her go. I was like, oh, he's gonna either going to kill her, kill a uh, murder homicide, a suicide okay. homicide, and um or he's going to push her off and kill her and then try to make i That's what I thought was happening. I was like, oh my God, she's going to die. She's going to fall hit her head and. It's going to be terrible.
0: Yeah, I'm really yeah. glad that she survived. Yeah. Um, I'm
2: surprised he didn't... Com- I thought he was going to commit suicide, too, at the end there, though, with that, like, shot. And he didn't, which was... I mean, we've had that happen in quite a few episodes. It kind of would have been a little bit predictable, I
0: think, if they would have had it happen again, but... Well, it, it could have... I mean, I would have believed him doing death by... or suicide by cop. That would have made yeah. sense. Uh, um, but also, I think that... I kind of feel like the message we're supposed to take is that he was a coward. Like, yeah, he was in the end. He was, he had nobody else there with him. It was all on him. And he was a coward. There was nothing else to do. So like he gave up. Um, I was surprised that they let the video run for as long as they did. Like as soon as he had his hands up in the gun away, like, and he was on his knees, I was like, turn the camera off. <laughs> right. Yeah. That. And,
1: um, uh, I, it was interesting what he said too. And he was like, um, I wrote it down as a line, but I would say right now, sorry. Uh when he said, Don't like he was like, Don't let them try to tell you who I am. Like don't let them like try to like yeah. write a story for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that that would have really went along with uh death by cop, like like suicide by cop, because right. he would he's trying to like have this narrative of like who he actually is. And then like, mm-hmm. you know how the media can be when things like that happen with uh people who, you know. Do things like he did in this episode. Uh, they try yeah. to make you like, oh, this person had a troubled past, and they like he went to church. Try to, like, fight and over they up. fight over the narrative of like who the person was, and like that was what mm-hmm. he said. The He's like, don't let them tell you who I am. Like, don't don't listen to what you just saw. I did, but we saw you do it with that ugly mask.
0: I think, on. but I think that's what I think that's what it was is that he wants you to know that he was doing you know what he needed to to whatever he believed. Like, I think he wanted you the narrative should be pure to what he want, his intentions yeah, um, and not let them believe that he was, you know, whatever. Um, let's go into our best lines. What are some of your favorite lines from this episode? I'm Favorite is just when Garland goes, okay. <laughs> to what he's like, I didn't sleep with her. And he's like, okay. Okay. That's my favorite part. I have a couple, so I can have Felicia go first.
1: Okay, it was uh when they were came for the deposition and the they they were talking and then the girl comes in the water. She's like, "Are you supposed to be here?" Like she gets like really scared and he goes, "No, we're fine." Like it was like, "No, I got what I needed." Also, he looked fine as hell with his. Mm -hmm. It's something about that Drake black high turtleneck that does it for me. That does it for me, and I was like, (laughs) "Wow." I was like, you know, yes, you are. Yes, you are okay. Y'all are fine. You are fine. It's
0: so interesting because the tur- like turtlenecks in general, for me, are like the biggest turnoff. Really? Uh, I hate a turtleneck on anyone. He really? looked so good. Uh, whereas I have his name, shouting him out. Actor is Blake Morris. Giving him a shout out right there. Morris. I was just going
1: to say. <laughs> I got uh-huh. you a stepdaddy, baby. I got you, Morris, in the corner. I got you a stepdad
2: ignore me <laughs>
0: okay, okay. move yeah. it on um, Taylor I, line
2: I was obsessed with every Finn and cat interaction in this episode like every line they spoke to each other I was obsessed with like when she was getting her promotion at the beginning I thought that was so cute um I love when they were talking about how they still have a Christmas tree up and it's like April I thought that was so funny I love when Finn said, look for an angry white guy in a plaid shirt. Kat goes, that narrows it down. I thought all of their interactions were amazing. Um, I love right before Olivia was like going into deposition and she's like in a rush and Finn just calls out, talk fast. Like that was amazing. And then finally, God, all of these are Finn. He crushed it this episode. Um, When he kicks over the camera, shows over. Truth won't set you free. I was like, ooh, get him. (laughs)
0: Um, I have to give a shout out again to uh, the writer of this episode. This episode was written by Melody Cooper. Melody yes. Cooper uh, is the uh, woman who wrote the first episode of the season as well, which was inspired by or ripped from the headline of her brother's story. Yes. Um, so I, she's killing it. She's killing it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I agree. What a so good, good thing to come out of a bad situation.
0: hmm yeah. Um, so, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, there was a deleted scene, uh, although Twitter is calling it a bonus scene. That's not really oh. how TV works. It is a deleted <laughs> scene. Um, I'm going to um, re, uh, retweet it out for people, but for those who are watching it right now, you are watching our show live, um, you can check out just the footage of it. Uh, 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 let me hit play, um, because I can't get the sound to come through for whatever reason. Um, but it's uh, Carisi is talking to Rollins on the phone and making some pasta sauce with Jesse. That's the kid's name. That feels right. Yeah. Um, and she's wondering where her mom is. Um, That's a valid question. I'll say I wonder this. why
1: she is sitting next to that pot when she's little like that in the hot stove stirring stuff. She don't have no business up there. That's dangerous.
0: We just I didn't see this. That's that, dangerous. That towel over her shoulder. I'll say this. Thanks for deleting the scene. <laughs> I, will <Bye>. retweet, <laughs> I will retweet this if you would like to see it. Um, so we'll tell you where to find that in just a bit um also last uh last week on our episode i mentioned that we used to have isabel do isabel info corner um because we had some questions about um recidivism rate for uh, sex offenders mm-hmm. and we have had some wonderful people inform us in uh in between last week and this week the truth about um some recidivism rates in sex offenders so this is Amber Info Corner is what I'm calling it. Thank you to Amber, um, who is, oh, no, it's a trap on Twitter. um, This was such, you were right. This is such good information. So I'm sharing this for anyone who wants to know. um, So Amber has a degree in criminology psychology and used to volunteer in the community with sex offenders um, with a great organization called COSA. Um, So Sex offender reoffense rates can be a mixed bag based on a few factors. The age of the offender, so 50 plus offenders, um, tend to have lower reoffense rates, as do people charged with incest. That makes so much sense, actually. Yep. Um, male offenders who offend against girls have a lower reoffense rate than those who offend against boys. Um, also, parole violations may not mean that they actually reoffended. Um, So, yeah, if you want more information about that. oh Also, um, true pedophiles, i.e. those who have an actual sexual preference towards children versus opportunistic molesters have a huge impact as to whether they will re-offend, which makes Mm. complete sense. Um, But you have to be careful with recidivism rates in general because sometimes they include parole violations. So Mm -hmm. um, if you want more information from Amber, you can go find her at oh, no, it's a trap on Twitter.
2: I like that. It's
0: yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. She also um, mentioned,
2: I, it might have just been to me when I responded, but that there's also some, like, pretty much everywhere in the U.S., like, biases towards, like, race and sexual orientation and all of this stuff, too, that kind of goes into that. Mm-hmm. So it can be kind of like a, a sketchy line, which I think is important to note. Um, but I I thought that was interesting, too, about how, like, that system also it's like adjacent to policing like also needs a lot of reform
0: so that was worth noting yeah um i absolutely love uh, being able to provide you all with information and facts uh it's something we like to do here so if you know stuff that we don't which is probably all of you all the time (laughs) yeah so feel free to let us know we'll tell you where to find us in just a bit um next up we have our weekly poll Taylor, talk to us. I will happily do that.
2: So last week we asked you guys what your favorite episode that aired on my birthday was, <laughs> yes. that's because because my birthday, or that we talked about on my birthday. Um, coming in at last place, we have Service, which got ten percent of the vote at season nineteen, episode eighteen. That's the one y'all roasted me because I didn't know the exact <laughs> military episode. We explained it. We get it. Um, coming in at third place. Um, we have Welcome to the Petal Motel that got 20% of the vote. Um, and second place, we have The Good Girl, season 20, episode 20, they got 25% of the vote. By a landslide, we had Justice Denied, now the season 13, episode 17, with 45% of the vote, which I think I agree. I like Justice Denied quite a bit. All right, that's so, Yes. That was the last week. This week, we asked you guys, or are asking you guys, what your favorite episode with a live stream is, and the votes are really tight right now. We have three tied for second place, um, but I'll just go from the beginning. We have, in first place currently, Spectacle, which is season 12, episode 16. That's the one that, well, I'll explain this because we all told it to me. It's the one where the kid, I think he's in college, sets up the live stream saying that he's like going to assault a girl, but it's actually he's looking for his younger brother. That's the see no evil, hear no evil monkey one, right? (laughs) I think so. That's a good one. Um, We have Friending Emily, which is season 14, episode six. That's one where the girls go into the city, right? Like on a field trip or whatever. It's one of my favorite episodes. It has what's her name? I forget, but I think it was hey, from friendly. Melissa and Joey. Yeah, from Melissa and Joey. I just I always remember that was an ABC family show. Um we have Intimidation Game, that is the Gamergate episode, a classic. And then of course we have our words will not be heard, which is
0: this episode that we just talked about for about an hour. So I hope you knew what went on in that one. These are such good ones. I'm going to be honest. I voted for the Gamergate episode just because I know how much people <laughs> hate it. And I didn't oh, want wow, to Why? It.
2: It's so good. I mean, I didn't it's not. Want it. But look, like it
0: is. But I would, have, I would have voted for Friending Emily because it's one of my favorites. Fun fact about Friending Emily that I'm sure I'll tell you next week again um, is, so Taylor Spritler was, she's a repeat offender. This was her second episode. The first episode that she is in is the one with Martin Short um, where he's raping virgins, and her sister is the girl who's kidnapped. She's the sister in this one where her sister is kidnapped. Um, She's and fun fact, really good track record. not just that, the girl who played her sister is kidnapped and then trafficked was also in a previous episode as a girl who was kidnapped and trafficked. Look, if you do something kind of well, you, you
1: can do it again. You'll get hired again. She must have did that first time. Loop. Go ahead, That's
0: um, funny. But just, I remember being like, oh my God, I know this. I know all the facts on this one. I love that. Okay, so that's the weekly poll. We'll tell you where to find that in just a few minutes. Um, In the meantime, what did we learn, everybody? What did we learn? I have an actually good one this time. Okay. It's that
2: sometimes you don't have to read the your Miranda writes. And also I have a bonus one the when they said FBI isn't allowed to investigate certain hate groups I thought was really interesting too they like threw that in there which I feel like I've heard before but like hearing that again is seems insane to me like just to hear that be told
0: to me again I guess like why (laughs) I didn't get it I totally agree um yes I also knew uh learned that there were exemptions to the Miranda rules um I'm gonna find something else that I learned as well Felicia what did you learn
1: um, I, well, my suspicions were confirmed, not that I learned it, but my suspicions were confirmed that Carisi is down with the swirl. I had, I kind of what? felt like he was I 11 I kind of felt like he, like he was, or like he couldn't be. Like, I really so good. yeah, I was like, oh yeah, he's like, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned, like confirmed me. I know you guys have a showmance that exists in a different plane, I guess, <laughs> in some other universe. <laughs> We're are you calling me delusional right now? <laughs> oh, I'm just saying some 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 planes are where we're at and some planes are where we're not at. But if you <laughs> want to go up there, it's cool. You want to visit, that's fine. But um, <laughs> this one, I always kind of, like, this one I, I, I was here for. I, I was here for it,
2: yeah.
1: But that's I learned. Down we, the
2: swirl. Yeah, we need to see <laughs> them together more before I can see that. Because I didn't see it this episode, but I've been wrong. I've been wrong. I've, I felt the connection as it moves on, so... I, I want
0: them to prove me wrong um, I learned um, uh, I learned that Isaiah Holmes Is still working and part of The universe because his name was Dropped he sent over a file mm. on Rick it was a very quick thing I missed The first time I watched the episode and caught it the second um, So Will we see Isaiah Holmes Back will he and Carisi get together I hope so Um I mean, yeah, that could happen. Anyway, uh, we have people in the chat giving us what they learned. Jennifer learned uh, the Miranda rights issue is a big one for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. learning the exemptions to Miranda is very interesting. Um, Sarah learned uh, that when hearing her name Sarah used repeatedly through an episode, it never gets old. It actually helps her pay attention. That's so true. I love it when there's a Taylor here and there. Oh, yeah. I can't stand it when my name is used because they say it differently. And wow. I get very annoyed.
1: How did how to say how
0: like? It depends on the show. So on there was a show called Weeds, and on that show there was a yell, which I hate. Yeah,
1: yeah. I love the Weeds, but okay, I did not. Okay,
0: I, mm, all right. It's bad. It's bad. Unreal anyway. was yell too. Yeah, unreal. It was yell. Um, yeah. So <laughs> what you all learned is they. <laughs> I hate when they use my name on things mm-hmm. wrong. Anyway. Yeah um That is our show. Thank you so much to everyone who joined us live in the sh- in the chat. I almost said in the chat. In the what? <laughs> That's a different show. Here. <laughs> um, live in the chat. Thank you for being here. um Also, if you have not already, subscribe to us on whatever platform please do so. We are on YouTube and all of the podcasting platforms. Or if you're a podcast listener and we're not on a platform you like, let me know. I'll make sure that happens. But until next week, Taylor, Weber, where can everyone find you and the poll? Yes, you guys can find me and the poll on Twitter at alpha underscore and You can also follow me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Yates underscore. Amazing. Felicia, where are you on the internet?
1: You can find me on the internet living my best actual real lit life. Um, so I'm trying to just and not use filters. But y'all pray for me because I'm starting it like tomorrow. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at it's Felicia Michelle. Um, see me use a filter? Yell at me because I'm trying not to do that. Because there's some really, really messed up, unrealistic standards of beauty that I'm trying to combat against. But hey, slight work. Ooh, I love that
0: um yeah, i use at? i'm i'm always using filters specifically the giant eye filters because they make me laugh um, you
1: love that filter i was watching you one day sorry i'm watching you on instagram I'm like she is having the time of her life and because <laughs> you were having such a good time you're like wait no not that one
0: okay I'm like she's having the <laughs> time like, of
1: her life
2: right now
0: playing with these like filters. A, a four-year-old with an ipad like i swear <laughs> Thank you. I'm flattered. Um, my roommate hates it. He like absolutely hates it when I do it. Um, but you can find those hilarious videos on my Instagram, which is at Teagle. I'm going to tweet, uh, retweet the deleted scene. So if you want to check that out, I will tweet that at Yelteagle. Um, I also live stream and answer the phone when I live stream at twitch.tv slash yell teagle um everywhere y-a-e-l-t-y-g-i-e-l if you again are in a situation where you need help please reach out to rain their number is 1-800-656-4673 1-800-656-4673 um we want to make sure everyone stays safe it's hope it's smells hope can say it. <laughs> Great. Um we love you guys. We'll see you for a new episode next week. Thank you again for being here live or for listening to us. We appreciate you. Bye.
2: Bye.